welcome to the Scam Economy with your host, Matt Bender. FTX is bankrupt. Sam Bankman Freed outed as a scam, bankrupt, fraud, billions gone, hundreds of millions being sent who knows where. Last week on Scam Economy, we talked about how SBF's crypto empire was likely insolvent, and I'd said we'd be talking about it on future episodes. I wasn't quite sure, but I guess it's not too surprising that it all unraveled literally in the week that episode published. Welcome to Scam Economy, everyone. I am your host, Matt Binder, and this is easily one of the most insane weeks in crypto ever. And there is honestly so much to talk about. We have an extra long episode for you all today. So I'm not even going to take the time to do my usual promos like patreon.com slash mattbinder where you can support the show by becoming a monthly subscriber. I'm not going to take the time to say you can find me on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Just search for Matt Binder. I'm also not going to say go to scameconomy.com for all the links to the podcast version of this show. I think you all see what I'm doing here. But anyway, let's get right into it. Here with me right now is Ed Zitron. Uh, Ed, thank you for joining me again. Thank you. It's been too long. Yes, it's been very long, and I need to explain. I need to explain for everybody here. Um, this is the second time I'm, you know, when I said uh, nice to see you again, Ed, I don't mean the last time you went on, came on this show a few months ago. I mean, for me, I just spoke with Ed last night. Like about Friday, 24 hours ago. Yeah, about 24 hours ago, Friday, November 11th. And I had thought at that time oh man, this worked out perfectly because, you know, last weekend was the Scam Economy episode of Mike Burgersberg, who helped break the story about FTX and Alameda possibly being insolvent. And basically that means Sam uh, Bankman-Fried is a scam bankrupt fraud. And uh, But, you know, this was just in the in the works then like this was just reporting that came out maybe it was you know maybe there was something else up their sleeve we didn't know then and then when that episode released i had to record a quick intro like a quick add-on i should say that day last sunday because that's in between mike burgersberg telling me all this and the episode dropping that's when CZ, the founder and CEO of Binance, announced they were pulling out of their FTT holdings, which is FTX's token. And so that created this whole, I don't know, avalanche of, what was it, $6 billion in withdrawals from FTX in a 72-hour mm-hmm. period, which, not good, not good. And then no. Tuesday, the, the news comes out that CZ of Binance has offered to acquire... FTX, meaning FTX is going to fail, pending a due diligence investigation. Less than 24 hours later, Binance says, we saw what we saw in their books and we can't do anything about this. We are not touching FTX. Uh, Good luck, Sam Bankman-Fried. And so then the next day, There's some reporting coming out about, you know, the U.S. Department of Justice interested in what's going on here, reaching out to Binance to find out what they saw. And then Friday morning, FTX announces 
they're going bankrupt. And throughout this whole time period, Sam Bankman-Fried is saying, you know, don't worry, I'm, you know, getting funding, uh, I apologize, it was my math that was off, I messed up a little bit, but, you know, maybe things will pull, pull through. Don't worry, FTX US users, you are completely different from the FTX Global Exchange, you're safe. Uh, that turned out not to be true, because FTX, FTX US... Alameda, the the trading firm, and uh, over a hundred other affiliates are involved in this bankruptcy. And so you and me talk last night after the bankruptcy is announced, and I'm thinking we're safe. This episode goes yeah. up Sunday. What's going to happen in in you know in two days after a bankruptcy? It, the, you know, put a pin on it. We're done until you know the bankruptcy litigation and all that uh, comes up. What, well, what is the worst thing that could happen within several hours of us talking? Right. Oh, yeah. And I should say that literally we finished talking. And and I, I think you actually might be one of the people who experienced it in real time and was so, so like clued in. Like you were like, I was following you at a certain point to find out what was going on because it was just happening so fast. So why don't you explain to everybody why it is we are talking about 24 hours after we've already recorded the FTX episode. Uh, what the hell happened Friday night between what? What was it, like 10 or 11 p.m.? I, I would say it went up until like... No. Oh, yeah. It, sorry. It, it was Eastern time. Right. Right, right. Okay, so... Okay. So I thought I was done with my week, and I was sitting there outside. I was like, oh, it's a nice evening. It's nice and crisp. Then I see this weird thing that says, uh, don't die. Because so here's something that people actually don't know about me. I actually do know crypto very, very, very well. I've watched many side chains. I was there at the beginning of BSC. I saw Pancake Swap grow. I've seen some weird shit. doesn't make me special, but it means that I at least know who to follow. And <clears throat> pardon me. So I see this weird thing within the, the whole sphere, and I'm bringing the tweets up now, where it's, uh, let's see. Someone was saying, you like, delete the app right now. Delete the FDX app. And I was like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? And I scroll and I scroll, and it looks like people are saying that the FTX app, and it wasn't obvious if the web app, because you can't open FTX.com in America. Because goes to the very legitimate FTX US. So I was just watching, and what it was was it appeared to be they injected JavaScript into the app that would. Ins Pardon me, my cat is deciding to join in. Um, but they were injecting malware, saying that basically they could take over your account. It was very confusing because it was definitely malware. It was like a 650 megabyte malware thing i don't know my infosec and then money started leaving ftx in quite some volume hundreds of millions of dollars now at this point you'd think okay so what ed's is, ed's gonna say is that the money goes and then the evening ends fuck no i was there for several hours watching this happen and hundreds of millions of dollars started flowing out but in three different directions one to a very big wallet one, like maybe it ended up being about $450 million to one, one wallet and then splintered into a bazillion others. And then about 185 into a multi-sig wallet. This ended up being a white hat hacker. People called him a white hack because they weren't trying to liquidate. 
the black hat hacker was liquidating quite some stuff. He, I don't know if he succeeded. Or I'm just gendering him because all men are thieves. But it, he, he was liquidating stuff like Pax Gold, which is a stable coin pegged to the value of gold, which was, I know, at least briefly knocked off its peg, which is really bad. It's really bad. So he stole all this money. And while this was happening, there was then a report from Ryan, who is the chief counsel at FTX, who said, okay, what's it? It's fine. There was a weird hack, but we'll put money in cold storage. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I should also add, at the same time, the FTX telegram, not the Twitter, not their general counsel, says, oh, we've been hacked. All the money's gone. So all of it's gone. So you've now got several statements, but two of them from FTX. One of them is, we moved some money because we saw some weird transactions. And another one was the FTX telegram saying, it's all gone. Sorry. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, mate. Shit happens all the time here. How much are we talking about here? About 600 million from what I think. But then it was weird because there's a third wallet, which the cold storage with over a billionaire, which doesn't make total sense because as we now know, so much stuff has happened. I feel like more stuff happened in the last 24 hours than we talked about in the episode. And, but apparently there was only a billion dollars worth of actual money in FTX. This came out sometime but there was like $9 billion worth of uh, liabilities. On top of that, apparently Sam Bankman-Fried built his own backdoor to the FTX system where he could just take money out and no one would know. And so that is now, which is now a rumor that I believe to be true, but I also believe more people knew about the backdoor. And in fact, that has now come to, come to, to light. Now, the thing that none of you will see, unless you go and read my tweets, which you can, you can watch a man go mad in complete real time. Just watch me just go and learn. All right. Sure. Ed Zitron on Twitter. At Ed Zitron on Twitter. Go go look at them. But it was it was just watching, like, um, someone was making, like, meme coins to make fun of, like, Carolyn, one of the, I think she was the CEO of Alameda Research, one called FDX Bankrupt. And... It is completely insane, but this, whoever the hacker is, clearly had developer access because the website went down for a bit as well. And also, this is just rumor. There's two rumors I'm going to address. One, nothing. Okay, I'll start with the one that's bullshit. Someone showed a, bah- a flight leaving the Bahamas. It's like, it's Sam Bankman-Fried. He's going to a bullshit. Anyone, any serious reporter mentioning that without saying could be bullshit is a fucking fraud. I'm sick of it. I saw so many people. I realize it's fun to want a funny thing to happen, but there's much funnier real stuff. Also, why would that flight flight go to Argentina if it was him trying to escape? We have extradition, you know, uh, with them. Like you, if you were going to leave for somewhere, you would go somewhere. Why would he leave there? Also, why would he leave then and not before stealing all the money? Right. Like real, real fucking simple criminal stuff. However, an eagle-eyed reader called David Williams at David underscore Williams, and this could be nothing, noted that the CTO of FTX, Gary Wong, uh, was very active on GitHub the day of. 
Now, he could be working on something else. We do not know. But there was a flash of activity, a ton of activity of contributions yes, uh, the day before yesterday. Because all this happened yesterday because things keep happening. For people now, who wouldn't understand what GitHub is, and briefly explain like you know what what have, that could could mean. GitHub is GitHub is a place where people commit code, and it is an open source thing. I'm really no do not know how to describe GitHub particularly well, <laughs> but when you commit something to right. a code base, it shows your activity, and right. it shows a lot of activity. What's also interesting is this: the black hat hacker is liquidating. But they're not liquidating enough money to actually cause the markets to crash. So we're just sitting at 16.8K right now. Now, the great thing about this was it was me just sitting in like multiple layers of clothing because I like being cold. I, like, I went outside. I like sat there with my father until like one in the morning, completely awake, texting, texting a few other reporters. I guess I don't know what I call myself a reporter in this case, but it was completely insane because – no one really knows what's happened. I am describing like a black hat hacker, a white hat hacker. Some people say the white hat could be an accomplice. And you know what the insane thing is? No one actually knows because right. FTX hasn't told anyone. The FTX Twitter did – I want to check this right now. I, want to, I really want to make sure I'm correct on this. Oh, I'm sorry. There was a statement eight hours ago uh, from John Ray, Ray – what's his name? Um, and what's great is this is a three-tweet-long thing from a guy called Ryan Miller, general counsel, as I've mentioned. I'm not going to read out this tweet because it actually does not really explain anything. Okay, I'll maybe read the second and third. Among other things, we're in the process of removing trading and withdrawal functionality. Well, you clearly should have done that before, mate. And moving as many digital assets as can be identified to a new wallet custodian. As widely reported, unauthorized access to certain assets has occurred. An active fact review and mitigation exercise was initiated immediately in response. Uh, we have been in contact and are coordinating with law enforcement and relevant regulators. Now, let me tell you something from watching this happen in real time. Immediately is a very – is the wrong word. That is not the word I would have chosen. Now, I would not describe their response as quick or immediate. I've, I have accidentally misspelled things and reacted with more immediacy than this. I have, I have responded to bowel movements with more immediacy than this guy. So at this point, we re like they have claimed that this is partly them moving money. But what they're not explaining is literally anything else, not a single fucking thing. But wait, it can get weirder. Because earlier on today, they found out, I mentioned this earlier, uh, FTX International held just $900 million of liquid assets against $9 billion of liabilities, of which $470 million were in shares of Robinhood. <laughs> right, I saw that. Oh, my God. And let's see, I'm just scrolling through my, because fuck yeah. <clears throat> so someone also listed and this is something i didn't know listed some of the investments that uh fdx ventures and alameda has made let me just read these out um 450 million dollars yuga labs seed polygon 450 million dollars circle as in the holders of usdc 
440 million. Genesis Digital, 431. Near Protocol, 350. Solana, 314. We knew that one. That was last year. I had no idea about Circle, and I certainly didn't know about Yuga Labs. If this leads to actual apes going, if this leads to all the apes being gone, <coughs> I mean, it's going to be very funny. Like I said on a previous recording, $4.35 of actual exposure to this market. But last night was incredible because it was one of the more annoying things happens was Elon Musk turned up in a fucking crypto chat. Yes. He turns up in a Twitter space. He's like, hi, guys. It's me, Elon. Uh, Doge to the moon. And all of these whiny little crypto goblins who should be looking at the larger picture, which is, hey, you're the second largest exchange previously, uh, is being ransacked in an insane attack that is happening in real time. But you're choosing to listen to this fucking goof going, yeah, uh, so... What features would you like in Twitter? Would you like would you like a crypto wallet in Twitter? And they're like, yes, Mr. Musk. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Musk, thank you so much you know, for joining uh, us. Yeah, and it's people. like this industry is impossible to fucking save. You you are watching nine eleven happen, and you're like, oh fuck, is that Will Smith? Like, <laughs> I guess you didn't have a camera phone back then, but like, it's. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you that you're watching this? And you're like, oh, my God, Elon Musk, talk to me. Like, quite literally, the guy said, I didn't think today would begin with me talking to Elon Musk. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. You, like, I'm, I'm just so disappointed because, to be clear, the legitimate reporters didn't fall for this shit. But, like, all the crypto influencers, the moment Elon turns up. <laughs> right. And I should say, uh, you know, people will hear in a little bit when we play our conver- when I play our conversation from uh, just a couple, just twenty four hours ago. Um, yeah. I, I did, you know, we talk about Elon Musk a little bit because he comes up in, you know, SBF Sam Bankman Fried comes up in some of those texts from the Elon Musk Twitter trial, um, those private texts of Musk's that were released, and. I did say, you know, looking at these texts, it did seem like Musk was a little bit hesitant, uh, was a little bit skeptical of SBF's liquidity. And I, I regret even giving him that that because he's going around now, really, on Twitter, patting himself on the back, constantly bringing up which well, I, he, I didn't believe didn't him for a second. Pat himself. He didn't even pat himself on the back. It was so lame. It was like your 31-year-old brother walking into your college party. He was he, – <laughs> He was just like, hey, guys, oh, your lives have been ruined. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm business Dracula. Like, he, oh, no, he he's didn't on, do anything. He's, he didn't contribute shit. He's on As Twitter you, now, actually. I'm oh, talking about something different. On? He's on Twitter, oh. and he's going, uh, where is this? Um, uh, okay, here it is. So someone posts uh, this uh, Twitter user, Phil Bach. Uh, I don't know who he is. Um, he posted a screenshot of the Sequoia interview with SBF, that like profile that's so fawning. So good. And he, he says something like, my reaction to SBF was, and this is Musk talking in, in a reply. Yeah, yeah. My reaction to SBF was different. And uh, he says somewhere else too, I saw. Um, uh, where is this? 
he, he said something like something. Uh, uh, let me let me find it before because I got to get this right. Exactly what he said. Uh, he might have deleted it. He might have deleted it. Actually, he might have deleted it. <laughs> I'm I'm going through Elon's fantastic tweets right now. Oh, sorry, he did include a when dog series at Netflix. And it's like, shut the fuck up, man. How old? I guess. No, you know what? Actually, I'll say this about Elon Musk. If you read his tweets and think, oh, this guy's 56, it makes a lot more sense. This is about how a 46-year-old posts. Like, this is just an old guy trying to be cool. He is like, he reminds me of how everyone in the New York media tweeted in, like, 2012. Like, they all discovered, uh, like, quasi-ironic posting with no good grammar. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what it's cool. That's how cool it is. This is what I wanted to bring up. These these text messages between Reuters (laughs) and SBF. uh, You you want to talk about this? Let's, let's, I guess, this is, I think, the last real, like, there's probably a hundred things we get into. But let's just... Wait, did we talk about this yesterday? No, we didn't talk about this yesterday because it came out after, right? It came out today. Um, oh wait, there's more texts with Elon. No, 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 no. Texts between Reuters and SBF. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. so many things. Right. That's the thing. So let's. I guess this is. I guess this will be. And first of all, the the secret back door. This is. This comes up in here because without a doubt, you know, we we again we don't know what happened last uh, early la- last night, uh, but it's pretty clear that there had to have been some way for SBF to transfer those customer F- the FTX customer funds to Alameda without it you know causing any red flags a lot of FTX employees and again we have to take this with a grain of salt too but they they are saying that they had no idea SBF was doing this transferring these funds and you have to believe that if this is all true how they're saying it he had to have had some backdoor to do it so Reuters uh, early, early this morning, uh, in the AM hours, um, basically, uh, Reuters texts SBF about this, uh, this back door and where, where it's, it's, it's unbelievable. So his response is wonderful. Yes. So in text to Reuters, Bankman Freed said he disagreed with the characterization of that $10 billion transfer I just mentioned. We didn't secretly transfer, he said. We had confusing internal labeling and misread it. He added without elaborating. Asked about the missing funds, Bankman Freed responded with three question marks. So funny. So funny. He is, he does not know how funny he is. Like, he really has no, so, but... That's actually something we haven't brought up. Remember we were talking about, uh, I say, remember, in the thing you're going to hear after this, we were talking about BlockFi and how BlockFi is insolvent. Well, it's actually worse. So it turn, there, is a, there is an account called Autism Capital, which appears to be genuinely an authority in this stuff. Just at this point, fuck it. I'm smooth brain down. Nothing matters. Everything's complete bullshit. Uh, the Autism Capital, so well-known, respected journalist, um, said the only reason that FTX bailed BlockFi out was to get user funds onto their platform to keep using in their shell game. They applied immense pressure to get BlockFi funds migrated to FTX custody. 
employees were told by executives not to ask questions about the move. So it seems that the reason that he was buying companies was to literally buy liquidity. Now, what doesn't fucking make sense to me here is, was he just like straight up scraping? Like he was just like, yeah, I'll buy BlockFi. It'll be fine. And you can now operate a very similar endless scam to me. So he was just making little FTXs. He was just making other things where customers were borrowing funds from a company borrowing funds from customers. Like, my man's got like a, was it, Matroska doll of, of Ponzi schemes? <laughs> and what's great is for years people have said crypto's a Ponzi scheme. And I haven't liked that idea. Because generally a Ponzi scheme involves like, giving something to someone while taking from someone else, which if you are, if you say all crypto is that you have to start doing things with real money, it's just fucking stupid. Really what makes Ponzi scheme is the out and out just like, and I will take from here to pay you, and I will take from here to pay you, and, I will, wow. and this works. This works as long as I have enough ta- places to take from and people don't ask too many times. I, I I'm one of those people who do who do think and have said that cryptocurrency is is a Ponzi. Um, That's the thing. Maybe you're right after all this shit. But fuck, I don't I mean, know. I'm cause, so cause, what? Just think about it. Think, think, from here. This is okay, this is how so I. That is, this how so I so that is it. Because cryptocurrency is not a company. As a result, yeah. there is no central authority yeah. that receives the benefits. That's the definition. Now it is Ponzi adjacent, and it has also helped several other Ponzi's. Ponzi, yeah. I don't know. You could you could call it a Ponzi, a Ponzi. Uh, what what matters is that uh, SBF, his entire crypto empire, is uh, is going up in flames. There is massive amounts of you know there's money that's billions and billions and billions just gone, and whatever is left, the hundreds of millions that apparently were left over, are now. Who knows where? Some of it is still in FTX's uh, possession. Some of it might be with a white hat hacker. Some of it is with a black hat hacker. We literally don't know. And uh, I've never seen anything. There have been crazy crypto stories. This, this, I don't know if this is the absolute craziest, but it certainly is up there. It's certainly up there. Well, Things are getting weird again because the FTX exchange contract an hour and a half ago sent, let's see how much, roughly 195 million FTT tokens to what appears to be a personal wallet Mm. along with about 2,000 Ethereum. You know what? I I, I do think uh, this is pure speculation, but just from everything we know so far, and obviously this is just uh, one theory I'm putting out there. I, I'm well. It's one that you already said. Although I'm not going to say it's that specific individual. This does read to me like this is some sort of. Again, I don't. I don't even know if SBF's involved. This might be his some members in his polycule going rogue, <laughs> which yeah, we get into I in a little bit. Reaching out saying it's not a polycule, and I just like to say I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care what you do, but don't fucking come to me with the Wikipedia page for polycule. Telling me who's sucking and fucking who and why it matters. I don't care. There are poly in the queue. I don't give a shit. It's like a cubicle. I don't care. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to grow. This is not happening. I'm too busy looking at 
I I honestly think we should just stay on the line for another seven hours at this point. Because... Just to be safe, right? Yeah. No, no, because like I'm deadly serious. I nearly wrote a newsletter today. I ne- I don't work on weekends. Like that's a very important thing for me. My boys, same deal. But I was like, I should put one out. I'm glad I didn't because who the fuck knows happened. <laughs> but pardon me. But what's really interesting here is I think I said this on the other recording. I'll say it again. It took about five months for the ramifications, sorry, the consequences of 3AC to really hear everything. It took a while. However, this is already going to 11 and it has been like 14 minutes. Like this is this story. We, I don't think either of us can record another episode this weekend. I, yeah man i like like i tried to bail on this not because i love doing this podcast but i'm just like i'm so tired i like went to bed at what i woke up at seven in the morning after going to bed at one i like had like vivid very personal dreams reckoning with things i've been thinking about i like woke up like mentally exhausted like i'd done therapy while sleeping i went and i lifted and i was just like oh my god I hope nothing weird happens, and it probably will now. Like, just to be clear, that's a lot of – that's like 199 million FTT that is being put. That's, that's several hundred million dollars. I really hope they dump it into the market. Fuck it. That's the one thing. I think it's actually a good place to really get, put a bonnet on it, which is this still hasn't hit the market because it's also really hard to liquidate this much crypto. But – that's the one thing that's pissing me off with this. These fucking hackers, this inside job people, they're not even cool enough to destroy everything on the way out. Like, come on, you already fucked the industry up. Go nuts. Blow shit up on the way out. It's boring. Even, even the well, fucking they gotta ca- They got to cash out dollar. first, though. They got to cash out yeah, first. Yeah, but they, you're not going to be able to cash out. The moment this turns into a real dollar, there will be a member of a government or a criminal organization there with a big gun and they will not be in trouble if they shoot you dead like this is so i but i would actually i i will say i agree with you i do not think this is spf i don't think spf i think he's very smart in like one real specific way and then like catastrophically stupid in another like he was probably just thinking nothing bad would ever happen to him which he's is Elizabeth, how he's, he's crypto's Elizabeth Holmes. He was able he's to convince not, people. He's able to convince people that he was smart. That's all. Technically, FTX had a product. <laughs> that's true. Actually, yes. actually, well, well. Actually, actually, if you actually think about it, maybe you're completely correct because Theranos did take blood samples and then put them through regular blood things. Right. Like so, maybe if like, right. FTT. But I mean, the service is still exchanging cryptocurrency. It was the fundamentals that were the problem. Henry Kissinger, Henry Kissinger will outlast FTX. Well, <laughs> he still kept his board seat from Theranos. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Oh my God! We'll never know. Ah, uh, let's. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you know. People have heard from me, Matt Binder, and you, Ed Zitron, enough at this point, and they still have to listen to right now a whole conversation between. Me, Matt Binder, and you, Ed Zitron. 
<laughs> so thank you so much for listening. I'm so sorry. Ed, thank you for recording this update with me. Everyone, what you're about to hear, completely still solid. Nothing is out of date. We just needed to update you with the latest. Everything yeah. you're about to hear is still 100% legit, correct, and up to date as well. So here we go. Uh, here's Ed Zitron again. <laughs> Goodbye, hello. And joining me now on what is the most, uh, I don't know, incredible, insane, uh, unbelievable week in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Zitron of the EZPR Substack newsletter. Uh, welcome back, Ed. Always a pleasure to have you on this show. Oh, I'm ready. I just wish you'd have pulled me on a time when there was actually news. There's nothing to talk about. Oh, right. <laughs> well, really quick, um, you know, I, I do have to uh, pat myself on the back a little bit because <laughs> last week uh, I had... Mike Bergersberg of Dirty Bubble Media newsletter on this show, and the he, he he is he along with um, Ian Allison of CoinDesk, the two of them broke this story, and I mean I don't know how else to say. Uh, you're leaving someone else out. Well, you were you were calling it. You were calling it. I called it in August, yeah, baby. Yeah, you were calling it, but they they were. But yeah, they, they did actual journalism. They had the yeah, journalism. they had the. Like, they, they had the proof positive, right? Yeah, I mean, just make a fucking tweet that could could be doesn't matter if I'm wrong or right. <laughs> no, but you called anyway, it because I mean, you saw what was coming. I mean, but so, so you know, so last week Mike Burgersberg walked us through the FTX Celsius connection, which actually, uh, as interesting as that was, didn't end up really mattering in the big picture. I guess. I mean, it will. Did you one did though? Yeah, yeah, Almeida. Uh, being insolvent, uh, well, it turns out that the, that report was so uh, legit to players in the crypto scene that Binance, for example, CZ, CEO of Binance, founder and CEO of Binance, decided they were going to pull out uh, of FTT token, FTX's uh, you know crypto token, and then that sell off started six billion you know users, customers withdrawing six billion dollars in funds from FTX in like a seventy two hour period after that, and then from there it was really just all downhill. <laughs> well. Here's what here's the important thing that happened. So let's for so just to be clear, this all happened and there were seventy two hours, six billion dollars, and it then Sam Bankman Free goes out and tweets and says, Listen, it's all right, Binance is gonna acquire us. And then that doesn't happen because due diligence happened and Binance went, Oh shit, did you lose like ten billion dollars? And Sam Bankman Fried said, Ooh, mate. Yes. <laughs> I lost it. I'm very sorry. Uh, what happened was I stole it. Well, okay, that's not totally what he did. What happened was he was just taking money from FDX to cover losses from his trading firm. But then he says the reason that he actually fucked up everything, which is the funniest reason ever, was that he, did, he was incorrect about the amount of margin his customers were taking. He was like, <laughs> so literally what happened was he went, oh, shit. The people who I'm stealing money from are borrowing too much money from me. 
And right. so what I think happened was the Binance news came out and I think probably the Coindesk news came out. And I think a bunch of people did margin loans on FTX against FTT being like, I think this shit's going to go down. And then pop, it did. Because $6 billion is a lot of money to pull at once. Oh, right. Oh, first, for sure. I thought it would. I think it was partly institutional investors, but I honestly think it's people who were just hedging against SBF because that's so much money. But what's funnier is apparently FTX was basically run by a polycule of 10 different people sucking <laughs> yes. and fucking. Well, I, I, you know, I didn't know this about Sam. Which Bankman is the most Freed. important part of the entire story. Right? Why don't you break CoinDesk? Another. What was the? Who was the reporter who broke that one? We should pull. We should. I believe really... that was Tracy. Believe that was Tracy. Ian Allison, legit, may deserve a Pulitzer for this. He may, he may legit actually. Be, he should. I don't say that lightly. But I think it was Tracy Wong. With yes, that? with the with the polycule, right? I mean, why don't you why don't you tell listeners about that? I mean, uh, get a little for people so, who don't know what a polycule is. For, you know, this is a crypto no show, issue. obviously. So people who don't know what a polycule is, please. <laughs> so I say this fully: I don't care about people's sexual preferences as long as no one's getting hurt, as long as it's legal, as long as no one's being exploited. Do who or what, whatever you want to do. I don't <laughs> want to know. I don't want to see it, but. Apparently, they just lived in this giant place in the Bahamas, like 10 people who were in and out of relationships. And I I guess other things were in and out as well. And I'm actually going to bring you an exclusive report from one of my sources because someone did reach out about the polycule. Apparently, there was someone whose entire job was to resolve disputes in the polycule. Oh. He'd have to fly in from the East Coast where, because apparently everyone in the polycule was constantly mad at each other. It was actually like they hate each other. Well, hate is probably they said like they were always annoyed at each other. So apparently this this person would have to fly in from the east coast and be like, "All right, oh fuck, who's pissed off now?" So you fucked him, you fucked her, and they're mad not because of the fucking so much as what was said during the. Fu- I I I hate. I mean, you pay me sixteen million dollars a day, so I'm I will be here. But like, I hate you. Okay, that part's made up, but there is genuinely a, a person who had to fly in and resolve difficulties. But a polycule is a group of people who are all in a polyamorous relationship with each other. And again, no problem with it. But to be clear, these people were also the people basically running Alameda Research, which had $14 billion assets under management, and who probably destroyed the livelihoods of several million people. And it turns out that it was largely because someone was not great at mathematics. It's fucking insane. And like fucking Sequoia gave this this dipshit all this money. And they're like, yeah, it's fucking fine. Who gives a shit? Oh, there were tons. I was I was just reading. Oh, I I I can't recall now. I should have had it open, but I was just reading that um, the investors uh, uh in FTX basically were not given a, you know a seat on a board. They were not given any sort of internal information. It was basically, listen, this Damn. is the crypto wonder kid. This guy, SBF, in five years has created this build, multi-billion dollar crypto empire. You're not going to trust him? And oh. they were like, you're right. You're right. Here's the money. You're right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good because you know some no – one, no one should – there are like 18 people who should get fired now. Like people at Sequoia, anyone at Sequoia who did this deal should be like, should be getting an email that says regarding your contract. Like that person needs to be, 
They need to do like when a when a head coach of a football team loses too many times. It's out the door. Sorry, mate. For, for people who don't know, Sequoia is a you know a VC firm. My apologies. Yes, they're no, one no. of the many legitimate VC firms that invested in Sam Bankman Freud. Freed, pardon me. <laughs> Freedian slip. I mean, you, um, get, you, you go scam, bankrupt, fraud. Now, I mean, literally, <laughs> it all three. I think I I like Sam Bankron fraud. That's my that's my favorite. I've come up with. Right. But it's so fucking crazy because it wasn't even like. And to be clear, when I made my bet on August 19th, on August 9th, 2022, the reason I said that I thought SPF was going under and I made the call that I think SPF is just made up of like 400 loans, which was too correct. I didn't like how correct I was. But my logic was because he was wrapped up in this Voyager thing. He, and it wasn't obvious why, but he either owed like 300 million or a billion dollars to Voyager, you know, just those small amounts of money that we all regularly may or may not owe to people. <laughs> but on top of that, he deliberately reduced his holdings in Voyager Digital, which is a public company in Canada. He deliberately reduced it below the level at which he'd have to start doing financial disclosures himself, which sounds dodgy as fuck. And I was right. It's probably because he didn't know how to do them. He's just like, I, you got to see real money. Fuck, man. No, I can't do it. I can send you like Shiba Inu, which, by the way, yeah, I don't. Matt, have you seen the uh, proof of reserves from Crypto.com? No, I haven't. Well, let me just go. So right now, what's happening? Now that everything has fallen apart. Well, you pull that up. I just realized for people who might be listening and don't know what's going on, I, I should say that we are talking yeah, on you... we are talking Friday, November 11th. And oh, earlier God. this morning, FTX sent out a press release to announce that that they were filing for bankruptcy. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of FTX, Alameda Research, um, and all their affiliate companies, also resigned as CEO. The guy who has come in to replace him is the cleanup guy from when Enron went, uh, when, when Enron collapsed. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna break this this football out of here. I'm gonna fucking spike it. I am hot. I am absolutely wilding out. This is the best news. You didn't Fuck see yeah. that? Yeah, his name is John J. Ray the Third. Damn, that is the most clean up guy. That's I just watched. It's always sunny in Philadelphia yesterday. The Warthog episode with Danny DeVito has to come in to shut down a company, and I'm imagining that. I gotta shut down FTX. Fire everyone. <laughs> Stop fucking each other. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Oh wow. Right, but but what one thing that was really interesting to me, and like this obviously at this point should be no surprise, but even as this FTX and Alameda fallout was happening, and you know even when Sam Bankman-Fried could no longer even deny it was happening, um, he's a, he's out there constantly in all of his apologies and everything up until Friday, he's out there going. Listen, this does not pertain to FTX US. That's the US version of the FTX exchange because due to regulations and oh, such, there's different. Oh, they have to set it up differently. And he's like, FTX US is fine. Do not worry about it. This is not included in the FTX, the, the broader global FTX and the Alameda uh, goings on. And then today, when the bankruptcy hits, FTX US is included in the, 
<laughs> the bankruptcy. <laughs> and you, they have, I believe they've halted withdrawals now. Yeah, yeah. Which is so dope. I right. love it. I'm just going right. to go ahead and put FTX US into Google News. FTX US temporarily froze crypto withdrawals, adding to the chaos of bankruptcy proceedings. Right, right. Yeah, no, no surprise. If, if you were wondering if that is good, the answer is no. Right, because it means no one could take their money out. And you know, what, what you said too about, you know, I, I, I didn't really pay it much mind until you, you said it just now. You know, that a lot of that $6 billion moving around was probably people shorting FTT. And, you know, I think we should make it clear to people that that's almost definitely the case. Because if you look at every other instance where this happens, it's not like retail investors hear this news happening and they go, oh, let me pull out whatever, you yeah. know, a couple thousand dollars I have. They're usually the ones online going, oh, thanks for the update, SBF. I trust you. I'm yeah, keeping my you're, money you're there. So Stop spreading FUD, everybody. Stop spreading FUD. Everything's fine. So without a doubt, it's the insiders who knew, oh, shit's going to go up, you know, belly up. Here we go. Insiders or just people who had massive amounts of margin. Because middle of last year, Sam Bankman-Fried had to, along with Binance, actually, they both did it at the same time. They reduced the margin they offered from 100x to only 20x. However, from what I understand, he grandfathered people in. So you were still have probably had tons of people who had 100x margin. You probably just went, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to bet against this token, considering CZ is sell it. And I think that there is a lot of there's a lot of war game shit where people are saying, "Oh, this is all part of of CZ's plan." I don't think so. I actually think what CZ thought would happen was SBF would kind of fold, and then he'd see the due diligence, and there'd be like a billion dollar hole, and he'd be like, "Okay, I can plug that shit. I'm gonna own all of crypto now. Easy money." Except five to six billion dollars, which should not be an issue, CZ. Let's be honest. But also, there's no reason he should have bought it anyway. Why would you buy $5 billion of debt? Right. Who are you? Elon Musk? Well, according ah. to the... According anyway, to, sorry. <laughs> that was, I was too busy looking up this stat that I missed that. I mean, it's... We're going to bring up Elon Musk in a minute. Because uh, between SBF and Elon Musk, I've been going crazy this week. And he... It's amazing... He enters this story a little bit, too. Uh, you know, he's not directly involved as far as we know, but there's a little bit of oh, Musk involved oh, I hope here. So. I hope so. I will, I will have a sexually induced headache to, to if not, to not, Elon not, Musk is somehow tangled up in FDX. To, I will, my, my, my dick will fly off into the sky like, and explode like a SpaceX rocket. I, I don't have that breaking news, but to not get your hopes up that it's something crazy like that, what I'm going to be bringing up a little bit later is how people were trying to get SBF involved according he, to yes. the, with yep. the Twitter deal, which, you know, again, nothing breaking. That would have been so fucking right. funny. Oh, my God. We got let down so badly there. Right, right. But, you know, we have to bring it up a little bit later because this is the best time to bring that up. Two of that these worlds been collided. So funny, though. Right. It would have been so right. good. Well, of How fucking funny would that be? <laughs> I mean, Musk would have been losing money, you know, both both no, sides it, of it. What would have been the best is if, like, the Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter deal had, like, slowed down. 
like, and he needed the money from SBF, and then SBF went under, and then the Twitter deal fell apart. That would have been the funniest way this could have ended. Or, Sadly not. Or, or if Elon took took S, took SBF's investment in FTT token. <laughs> that would have been so good. Elon's like, I have no money anymore. I do not have money because I put everything in Shiba Inu tokens and FTT. And I will be giving 50% of revenue to YouTube stars to join Twitter now. That is a really good Elon Musk. I, I, I am a It's like bit somewhere between like Dracula and <laughs> like Musk. just the regular American. But I, but, I okay. think it's a, that's, that's before, Musk. Before I, but before I forget, we need to talk about crypto.com because the, out, the thing that's now happening, which is so fucking funny, is all of the exchanges going, yeah, legit we are. Let's show you our reserves. Let's show you all the money we got lying around. To be clear, not the same as a bank account. Right. Not the same as showing real money. Binance did it. Binance, like, half of their money may just be their US dollar. And well, 40% of it is like BN, BUSD, which is allegedly run by Paxos, is allegedly legit. So maybe that's legit. But a good amount is in BNB. And also, to be clear, none of this is in a real bank account. So I don't care. But crypto.com did a preliminary audit of their funds and let me just read to you this the percentage of their reserves and to be clear crypto.com crypto.com arena is where lebron james plays for the los angeles lakers okay so their allocation um btc 30.76 percent shiba inu token 19.68 percent and that is 558 million dollars of shiba inu uh, Ethereum, 17.19%, which is, by the way, lower than their allocation of Shiba Inu. USDC, 6.98%. USDT, 5%. And, of course, my favorite, Other, 20. Oh, that's 50. the... Thank what, you. What was the other, other. at? I'm sorry, I, I, I interrupted other. you. Oh, doesn't... How much is the other at? 20.15%. So, to be clear, they have more Shiba Inu tokens than they do U.S. dollars. Other, other is probably just a bunch of random shit coins. Honestly, I mean that's what. Oh it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. There's like 15 million of a token that can never be sold. Right. Like if you sell it, the entire market crashes one second. Other, other exchanges are doing the same exact thing. I saw KuCoin drop the same thing with the same exact sort of you know breakup of uh, you know with, with the other two, and they even at least they put I saw in theirs in little parentheses under other. It was just like and uh, you know the, this accounts for other random cryptocurrency tokens. <laughs> uh, you know it's it's gonna be bad. I think people need oh. to understand that this is just like remember Terra Luna causing the crash earlier in it was May of this year, and then that had reverberations that went to um, you know uh, uh, Celsius and Voyager just a month later, and that caused an even further crash. This is going to just extend that, make the hole even wider than before. This is the fourth largest cryptocurrency i believe it's actually the third largest by volume ftx it was the, the second largest by volume behind binance okay second largest then fourth largest overall and it just went under it just went under i mean this is uh the other day a uh, bitcoin dropped below sixteen thousand bucks it was like at fifteen thousand eight hundred i saw that's that basically means that if Anyone bought Bitcoin after like 
the pandemic in twenty started in twenty twenty, if anyone bought then, they they are negative money. Like oh, if you bought during the Super Bowl, you've lost your money. Oh, you're, at least you're never getting down. it back, right? That's that's like yeah, that's if so you I, if you I heard just... if you heard Larry David in the FTX commercial, so fucking funny. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. If you invested after just seeing the Larry David FTX commercial, I mean, you could just, you know, just write off you the losses. You know that there was some... You have to admit, Larry David probably saved, like, millions of people. Because there's some people who went, yeah, I'm not into it either. <laughs> right, right, right. Because the Larry David commercial is Larry David playing him saying, yeah, I don't think so. It's not going to be the next big thing. It's not going to be the next big thing. What's great is they probably asked him why do you said that. He's like, oh, I don't. I said I'd do the commercial. I didn't say, like. But, okay, I want to read. You know what? No, not e- I bet I would guarantee. I mean, obviously. But, as you know, FTX totally. But FTX totally wrote it like that. Because, like, oh, it's a Larry David type thing to say. And, of course, we're going to prove everybody wrong. And they did. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I'm just going to read off of FTX.com right now what it says. FTX is currently unable to process withdrawals. We strongly advise against depositing. Why would you still let them? Why is that still on the website? I want to meet the person who's still like, well, I'm going to give it a go. (laughs) Buy low, sell high. I'll put my money in FTX, bitch. But also, what's on here is percentage of reported crypto volume that is fake, 35%. See our investigation into the legitimacy of reported cryptocurrency exchange volume. I think this fucking rock. I love this because we are so not even close to how fucked this is. This is we're we're only at like four or five hours capital. I expect us to be at ten or eleven hours capital by the end of the year. Like Mark Wood, <laughs> five hours capital. What about six hours capital? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Except it this is... time in America. This time, an American man blinded an Asian. Uh, sorry, an Asian man blinded an American. Unlike with Mark Mark Wahlberg, different Mark there. Oh, oh. Um, sorry, I've been making a joke about Mark Wahlberg. It's all right. It's it's worth making. Man. Right. Um. You know, I, I was bringing up. Oh, let me bring up this thing before because the Wall Street Journal, uh, just yesterday, I believe it was, reported that <clears throat> Alameda, which was again the you know the hedge fund, the the trading firm that SBF ran. Uh, along with the crypto exchange FTX, basically what was going on was Alameda owed ten billion to FTX yeah. for for loans that were funded by deposits from FTX's customers, and because Alameda was basically insolvent, holding these FTT tokens, which again were just being propped up by FTX and really not worth much. Then you know they they did not have on the book like their books were completely like fudged. They did not have what they claimed to have. Basically, they well, could never repay those loans. But that's because SBF claims that he didn't understand how much margin his customers were taking. I, which is so funny. I don't be- so, I, like, I I don't believe that. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Okay, hear me out. Here's why I believe it. First of all, I think it's Hannon's razor. Never attribute to malice that which can be attributed to ignorance. I would much rather 
I would much rather, not rather even, I don't really care. I am more likely to believe that this guy was like a sloppy little worm who was constantly in and out of people's holes, talking of big holes that were held up in Bahamas. And he was off being his gross little shit while being wildly rich, trying to become a trillionaire on paper. I think he got wrapped up in it and just didn't think it would ever fuck up. I think that's so much more likely than him being like, oh, I've got them now. If you go and read, there is a piece in The Generalist, a long fucking profile of SBF, and it talks about how he's the prince of risk. His original way he got rich was he was doing arbitrage between the US and the Japanese, I think, markets, where there was like a, sometimes it's like a 30% premium, and he'd make, he made like 100 million doing that, which sounds stinky in and of itself. But, and then he decided he wanted to create FTX as a means of like plugging a hole in the market again holes and he's like he did that but i he and what i think his goal was was he wanted more liquidity to do more of his bitcoin hedging he made ftx it worked and he made a bit of money off of ftx and he went this market is going so well even in a bear market that i can just fucking dip in in here no one will miss it I don't have a board of directors. I don't need to fucking do shit. They they had a law firm that like just was extremely aggressive with people joining the platform. They take like 0.5% of all of your tokens to work with FTX. Extremely aggressive finances there. And I think it was working until it wasn't. But also, I would fully believe that this guy had just built so many little shit piles that he was just lost track of them. Right. Rich people get fucked like this all the time. They just over leverage. And you may think, well, this is so much more money. If it was 1 billion or 10 billion, it's mostly the same amount of fuckery. It's right. mostly the same amount of dicking around. It's still computer money. It's still not real. So I'd fully believe, and frankly, people kept sending him money. Right. He's like Bernie Madoff, except honest to God, Bernie Madoff, Oh, I think Bim and Bernie Madoff basically did the same thing, which was they seemed legitimate enough. It's just the FBF was younger. And that's especially why I believe that the whole thing was just him being stupid, because there weren't that many people who worked at FTX. And by the looks of it, based on the reports, not many people knew about how fucked the assets were, which means he probably just hit it from the beginning. I think he fucking rocks. He's such a scumbag. But also, like probably going to end up face down in like a bathtub one day. Like, I, I don't think he was like, you know, maniacally laughing while doing this, but I think this is a guy who saw the opportunity to pull off what he was doing and he saw that he wasn't getting yeah. caught and he just continued to roll with it. Like, I don't believe the idea that he sat down as this all started happening, uh, you know, this past week and was like, oh, shucks, my math was wrong. Like, is he what, probably like, knew that for a while. Yes, that's clear. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I think I think it's and true, continue to I perpetuate this. Not, yeah. I don't think he was just like sitting on his phone, like, doo, 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 doo. "Hey Sam, yeah, what? How many zeros are after a billion? Is it six? <laughs> no. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry, I was in a gimp mask. I should have asked earlier, but you couldn't hear me. Oh, also, how many zeros was in a billion? Uh, was also the safe phrase. For me and the other gimp, I don't really know about sexual proclivities. I don't really do sex anymore. Uh, that's, it, 
being purely a no fap and no sex guy is how I cover crypto clearly. But also to be clear, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Sam Bankman Fried was a sexual being. Also, it I really didn't, did not want to think about it. You, you, crypto weird owl is not a thing I want to combine with sex. <laughs> crypto weird. That, that is, you know, but I think that's, that's mean to, to weird owl, honestly. Yeah, I think that's an insult to the legitimate businessman and generally pleasant fellow, it seems, weird owl. Right, but you know what I love. You know what I absolutely love. You keep you bring up, you know, the the ten the ten people in this little uh, polycule uh, network. Um, the CEO of Alameda Research, who I guess you can really say, along with Sam Bankman Fried, would have you know after him would probably have the most knowledge of what was going on. Um, she apparently was you know constantly she was part of this little ten person circle, and it, you know. I, it's hilarious that you know I, I again not knocking anyone, but she she looks like Velma from Scooby Doo. She has like Velma from Scooby Doo vibes. Like literally, this all <laughs> like I the, the crypto weird owl, crypto weird owl, and Velma from Scooby Doo. Oh, just okay. Just took down this whole big company. I would care how it looked. The only way that I would care how they looked is if all of them were like super jacked. If they all just fucking sit on. Right. Like just fucking like pumped up all the time, just fucking like on a bunch of pre-workout all the time and that's why they fucked up. Like, oh shit. We got so much leverage, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> just complete. But no, they were like boring nerds. Like, uh, of course. But honestly, is that less or more funny than like the regular just cocaine finance guys? I think it's funnier. I don't care how they look, but I love that they're just a bunch of weird dorks who kind of hated each other, slipping and sliding and just like destroying an entire market. And I also love, as I previously said, that the rest of the crypto industry is now going to trip on their dicks trying to prove how legit they are. And at least one of them is going to go down in the process. I think crypto.com is in the running. Just the Shiba Inu thing is fucking great. That's such a bad sign. No, one, that is. I think they have like 10% of the entire market capitalization of Shiba Inu in their possession. Jeez. Well, it seems if like Shiba it's... Inu goes down like 20% of their reserves lose value. It, it seems like if it seems <laughs> that's right. Uh, it all depends on Shiba Inu for them. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like a good tell is did this crypto company uh, sponsor uh-huh. a major league uh, sports team or, or anything like that? You know, look at, Look at Celsius, look at Voyager, look at uh, Crypto.com maybe in the near future. And of course, as we were talking right before, excuse me, right before we went live, I mean, right before we started recording, FTX had their logo all over, what, every umpire in Major League Baseball? Every single umpire. They have the FTX Arena, now known as the Chapter 11 Bankruptcy Arena of the Miami Heat. (laughs) just running through all my tweets here just all my jokes just in case uh but it's yeah they they put all this money and it's so good because i have to ask how much of that money was delivered in u.s dollars how much of tom brady's compensation was in ftt tokens we will probably never know oh that is one of the greatest press release headlines Ever for multiple reasons because it said what does it say? Oh, I gotta pull it up. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah. 
You have it? You have it in front of you? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, like okay, hold on one second. Let me pull, let me pull this up because it is it is hilarious. The the press release headline. Um, oh my god, where is it? Come on, give me one second. Okay, FTX, Tom Brady, and Giselle Bunchen announces long-term partnership. I mean, in every shape and form, all three of those people, uh, and this was back in June 2021, just about, what, 16 months, uh, 16 months ago. There's not a single relationship between any of those three parties now. <laughs> no partnership at all between any three of them. <laughs> well, there definitely isn't any more considering Tom Brady got divorced. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Even oh, the, I'm sorry. Even, even the Tom Brady and Giselle long-term partnership didn't last. Man, are the divorce proceedings are going to get – well, they, they've actually already become divorced, so I don't think it really matters. All right. Well, Ev, yo, I just – I was looking – I was did – you, did you know that like about a month and a half ago, Sam Bankman-Fried – was on the talk the, the morning talk show circuit and sat down on Meet the Press to talk with what's his face about how he was funding all these uh, demo- mostly democratic campaigns and you know there's oh and then there's this I, I gotta play it actually let me let me share this clip with you because let me play this is CNBC they did uh, you know they did a 30 minute long little documentary on SBF I'm not gonna play you that but because then that'd be ridiculous. But but they did like a little five minute like during like the news hour type deal, a little like sneak peek into it. And to see the two CNBC anchors and reporters talk about SBF this way now, it's it's simply, you know, unbelievable. Let's talk about what's going on with Sam Bankman Freed. In just the past five years, Sam Bankman went Freed went from buying his first Bitcoin to become a, becoming a multi-billionaire. The FTX founder is now worth an estimated $11 billion. He could have bought that Jordan jersey if he wanted to. His exchange is now worth $32 billion, and it brought in about a billion dollars in revenue just last year. CNBC's Kate Rooney has more on the CEO's rise to the top of the crypto industry. They call him the J.P. Morgan of crypto, right? Yeah, <laughs> the Michael Jordan of crypto, if you will. <laughs> Even the headline, FTX still has $1 billion to deploy. <laughs> this is mid-September. The white knight of crypto is the thing. That clip was wonderful, but also to the credit of CNBC, I believe that everyone in the media who got fooled by Sam Bankman-Fried how were they meant to see this guy? Like there was a, it was a full emperor's new clothes, like probably the largest we're going to see. There was so much legitimate money in there that it was almost unthinkable to believe that he would just be stealing. And the biggest thing that I think that people missed, including myself, I could have called him out earlier, but he, um, he was incorporated in the Bahamas. That is when you are incorporated where Pirates of the Caribbean happened, Maybe, maybe you don't trust that guy with so much money. On top of it, the moment I read that generalist piece, I'm like, where did this motherfucker's money come from? Like you made like, like there's something weird about the original story because all these crypto guys, for the most part, have the same weird story that they're like, like a lot of them are just, he bought Bitcoin because he could afford to. And when it was a dollar, like Tim, what's his name? Tim Draper. 
Tim Draper got bought like a hundred thousand Bitcoin for like five hundred bucks each, and because he was already quite rich, he didn't have to sell until it was worth more. Same right. with the the Riverboat Twins, the Winklevosses. They got rich, but Sam Bankman-Fried just was like trading arbitrage, which kind of makes sense. He used to work at Jane Street. It's just like he he filled a gap. He realized that I don't think he is a full mastermind, but I think he's got a level of just. He realized to fill a gap. He was like, okay, people are scared of crypto. People are scared of this, so I will be the adult in the room. But also, people fucking love it. They adore it when someone is like, oh, I don't like crime. Despite doing, like, a lot of it. He was just like, he was exactly what people wanted. They wanted a little rodent-looking fella who made them feel safe. I'm deadly serious. The other champions in the industry, the Winklevosses are terrifying. They're, they're like seven foot tall. They talk at the same time. They share the same sentences. They just run off each other. It's terrifying. Um, CZ is just like, you got no fucking idea what CZ's doing. You got no idea where CZ's money is coming from. Brian Armstrong looks like Moby. He is this kind of weird libertarian guy. And he looks and acts very strange. And he, I actually believe he's just a weird coder who just, he's like, I have more money now. I will go back to eating this exact macronutrient dump of brown rice and chicken. I experience joy. Only money. Like, he's not approachable. You have this weird little nerd guy who looks like kind of innocent, but also, fuck you over, right? He's too busy with numbers. He looked and resembled the kind of guy the clinkle no there are payments payments oh the pay right right I, I, that got, does like, sound familiar tens of products that never existed and did not work it's kind of like lucas the plan who was like a cute little nerd <laughs> kind of like a little leprechaun looking guy and like sometimes you want a guy to look in a certain way to relax to you sam bangman free oh he's just a dorky little kid look he just wears t-shirts oh that guy wouldn't steal 10 billion dollars really really that I am deadly serious. I think this worked. And look at that CNBC thing you shared. When was that from? How old? Uh, that was just from uh, mid-September. So that's the thing. That, that video, which I'm sure you'll share, is really indicative of what they wanted. Because they went and he's like kind of like sleeps on a love sack. And he's like a weird looking the hair guy. And it's like, okay, this guy's trustworthy because he clearly doesn't take care of himself. I'm not trying to insult his appearance. I'm just like, he isn't like a finance guy. He isn't like a clean cut shark who like is taking it. Right. He doesn't show he, off his wealth. He's not he, an outwardly like. He gives off guy. like Mar Mark Zuckerberg, uh, like the Mark Zuckerberg of crypto type vibes. Like yeah. early, like late, like mid 2000s when you saw the startup guy in like the hoodie and the, the messed up, uh, you know, shaggy hair. And then all of a sudden you're seeing them become the CEOs of these big companies and social media. And all of a sudden this is like the caricature of the cool tech, you know, multimillionaire. This is just like the extension of that for the crypto world. Yeah. And I actually think that I think he just is a child. I was I'm 36 now. I was fucking stupid when I was 30. I made a lot of mistakes around my 30s, but specifically around 30. And 
I just can imagine that he was just like, uh, I think probably like six months ago, he was like, when, the, because was it back in September, there was a large transaction from FTX, which he referred to as like rotating wallets. He's like, yeah, it's $4 billion, it's not a big deal. And that was Alameda just yoinking $4 billion. I think then was when he worked it out, he was like, maybe no one will notice. Maybe no one will notice. And then when he did, I don't even remember what it was with the stable coin thing that pissed off CZ. But CZ probably went, CZ's probably known the whole time. I, I'm sure CZ's probably done something similar, but he's better at it. And also he can move a lot more money a lot faster. Just he's better capitalized and smarter than SBF. But SBF, honestly, this whole time, SBF has basically sold himself as what if CZ was white and also legally could enter the U.S.? It turns out that second part is going to be what really fucks Sam over. By fucking with FTX US, he is now fucked with American consumers, which means, oh my God, the government's going to fuck him up. The government is going to... Oh, did, going you, did, you, did you see the Coindesk report from yesterday? Uh, according to Coindesk source, a Coindesk source, the US Department of Justice, as well as US regulators and European regulators, have reached out to Binance... And they are very interested in knowing what Binance saw in that due diligence investigation that made them say, we're not acquiring FTX. Now, the real question is, will Binance actually help them? I mean, they would. I they do would, not I, believe I, they will. I feel like if they if unless there's something in there that's going to entangle them. Um, no, I just, is... I feel like they're, they are, they do not want to talk to the American justice system due to what I imagine is a lot of bad stuff they're doing themselves. That being said, you are right. If they just feel like fucking Sam Bankman freed over, but the truth is, I'm sure there's something in that due diligence package that has much wider implications than just FTX. Because think about it. FTX owes money to, and is owed money from other people. Right. Do you really think none of those people, you think we know who, no, God, no. I guarantee you there's, there's so much weirder shit to come. And I said on August 9th, get your money out of FTX. I legitimately think it's time to get your money out of crypto all told. Oh, it's been, I, that, just, I, I could have said, the, <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. But people should have, this should be the reason, like, this should be, this is like a frat party. Where they're like, all right, everyone, out we go. Out we go. They flick the lights on and off. Like, they, like that's what they should be doing. There you go. Took a minute to do that. Now I've turned all my lights off. Fuck me. There we go. Kind of. Jesus Christ. You try and do a joke. It doesn't work. But No, it was, anyhow, it, no, it, was... it was pretty funny. Move on. It was all right. But, <laughs> but for real, my big thing is there are a few thoughts I've had for a while that really concern me here. Circle. And USDC, I'm very bothered about. I know people, USDT is bad, and USDT, but USDT still hasn't quite fallen apart. I think we've got a little bit of time. I really have concerns about Circle. I've written about it before. I feel like there is a, they, they are well capitalized, but the thing is, just having the coins and the money is one thing, but what if they run out of money? What if Circle runs out of money? The reason that all of these companies, including Binance, doing proof of reserves is only half the battle and quote props to Jacob Silverman who explained this to me but 
showing proof of reserves is nothing if you can't show a bank account. If you're not showing how much money you have outside of the crypto, you are a fuck. You're not telling us anything because guess fucking what? If you don't have any money and you have the crypto, what the fuck does it matter? You're going to be out of money. The banks have run out of money. And it's, I think, and I will say, and I have a constant argument with my mate Casey about this. I think Coinbase, Coinbase is actually legit. If I, I think Brian Armstrong is probably the only one who is fully aware of how fucked you would be if you actually did the amount of fraud. I think Brian Armstrong got rich the boring way. I think he just like was early and rich. And then he just, he rode that crash. Sorry, he rode the bull run really hard, got like a billion dollars, and I was just like, I'm going to go to Washington seven years late. Wow. Yeah. I, you I, know, I, I think I, I also yeah. want to add the addendum, though, that doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you should <laughs> just transfer your money to Coinbase. I think, uh, you know, yeah, you I, should I transfer think... your money to real U.S. dollars. Yes. And put it in the bank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like an actual like bank. An actual like... bank. Yeah. Support because your local credit we're union. We're now going to enter into the proof of reserves wars where everyone tries to pretend they're legitimate. And they're going to be like, look, we got all your money. It's fine. And to be clear, they are saying, we've got your money without really telling anyone what your or money means. They're just like, we have three billion. No one actually knows how much they should have. They do, we don't know if Binance, Binance claims to have like 70 something billion dollars of reserves. We don't know if they have 150 billion of people's stuff. We have no idea. The only person who knows how much money Binance has or money, how much cryptocurrency is on Binance is fucking Binance. Yeah, you can say, oh, this is the money, go, the volume. I'm talking the actual deposits by users. So you know what? Your proof of reserves is just like, we got something. Also, proof of reserves doesn't speak to the amount of margin you've given your fucking customers. It's just, and now, I, I mean, I think we're going to see, so, there is something, I refuse to believe we're done with bad shit here. If Three Arrows Capital caused all of this to happen, FTX is like several arrows larger. I think we're going to see another exchange die. The question is, which one? Which one? Right. Which one? I'm not even going to say the names because one of them... One of them, a specific exchange that I would never name or insinuate in any way, uh, like legitimately has a slush fund to sue people. So I'm just going to avoid that one. Fucking crazy. What, what does it rhyme with? <laughs> poo poo. Right. Uh, poo coin. Oh, right, right. I think I mentioned, might have allegedly mentioned them earlier. Right. Yeah, but obviously we weren't accusing them of anything. And they first, no, well, no, no. Just how they – we just described exactly how they displayed their holdings and such, the same way that Crypto.com did. Right, yes. That's all we're saying. Please don't sue me. I'm so tired. But I will say this has been the most <laughs> exhausting week of news. I, I have not written this much in months, and it has been fucking hilarious but exhausting just – Every moment, Elon Musk is like, I'm going to ban advertisers from, from social media. I don't want to. Uh, I want dollars per tweet. He's so funny. We need Elon Musk, man. Oh, let's let's pull this up. I, I actually, I, I did pull, uh, you know, I went through 
his private text messages that were released as part of the um, the uh, Twitter lawsuit that never was because you know he was forced to buy the company before they needed to go to court. Um, and I'm looking through it because I remembered reading. I remember when they first dropped and I was covering them. I remember seeing Sam Bankman Fried's name came up, and I was like, Ryan. you know, I was like, this is really weird. Uh, that you know this 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 crypto guy who uh, does he know Musk? And it turns out they didn't know each other. But it's what's really interesting is that two different people, a Morgan Stanley banker named Michael Grimes, and then a philosophy professor who apparently is or was I don't know if he still is SBF's guru, Will McCaskill. Yes, yes, yes. he is a guru. Fuck yes. God damn, I've got to Google this man now. So, so Will McCaskill in March 29, uh, 2000, March on March 29th, 2022, he texts Elon Musk and says, Hey, I saw your poll on Twitter about Twitter and free speech. I'm not sure if this is what's on your mind, but my collaborator, Sam Bankman Freed, and he links to Sam Bankman Freed's Forbes <laughs> profile. <laughs> has for a while been potentially interested in purchasing it and then making it better for the world. If you want to talk with him about a possible joint effort in that direction, and he gives his number, and Elon asks, Elon replies, does he have huge amounts of money? And McCaskill then says, depends on how you define huge. He's worth $24 billion and his early employees with shared values bumped that to $30 billion. I asked about how much he could in principle contribute and he said, one to three billion would be easy. Three to eight billion I could do. Eight to 15 billion is maybe possible, but would require financing. And so, Wilma Castle continues, he's based in the Bahamas normally, might visit Austin next week. Um, Elon Musk, to his credit, is actually in these texts, looks, looks, sounds kind of hesitant. He's like, you vouch for him? Um, Will McCaskill says, very much so. And so time goes by. Uh, we're now uh, a few days go by, April 1st. And he's trying to set things up between Sam Bankman Freed and Elon. Sam Bankman Freed tweets uh, after getting Elon's number. Will, uh, you know, Elon says, send them my number. It's fine. SBF says, great to meet you, Elon. Happy to chat about Twitter or other things whenever. Elon replies, hi. Maybe we can talk later today. I'm in Germany. Sam Bankman Freed replies. But then that's the last text that at least is in this compilation that was released between Elon and SBF. Now, now the uh, final text, I believe, was texting him May 5th saying, sorry, who is sending this message? Which is very oh, funny. It's one of the I only missed funny that. Things that Elon Musk I missed that sent. one. So, wait, wait, I just so was looking in, it up in real time, baby. In, in May... You're saying in May, SBF gets back no, to Elon he saying, Elon what's... Musk texted Sam Bankman-Fried. He says, Musk texted Bankman-Fried. Sorry, who was sending this message? And who says who was sending this message? Yeah, just I guess Sam Bankman-Fried texted him and was like, you up? I don't know. It's funny <laughs> if like Elon Musk sent him his hug. Oh, sorry. Well, but and, and... I, I like this William McCaskill <laughs> but the, but then... guy. This William McCaskill guy rocks. He... Let's let's check out some of his um, his books. So, doing good better that would be his book. William McCaskill is an associate of philosophy and research fellow at the Global Priorities Institute. 
at the University of Oxford. Who the fuck is this guy? Who is this? Who are these people? How do right, I get involved right. in this shit? Right. Billion dollars? I'm smarter than ever. I'm pretty fucking stupid. But I could do this better. Easy. Knock this shit out right. in two seconds. Right. So it comes up it comes it. up again with this Morgan I just want to bring this up because it's it's so funny. Yeah. This Morgan Stanley banker Michael Grimes, the I guess another Grimes in Elon Musk's life. Contacts uh Elon a month later, April 25th, 2022, trying to push the SBF thing again. This is someone separate. So you know Sam Bankman-Fried is like in these people's ears being like I want in on this. I want in on this because why I would they yeah, yeah. So uh, he he uh, contacts and he goes, Sam Bankman-Fried is why I am calling. And Elon Musk just sends question marks and says, I'm nice. backlogged with a mountain of critical work matters. It's just urgent. And Gr- Michael Grimes says, uh, you know, wants $1.5 billion, serious about partnership with you. Um, and then Michael Grimes says, could do $5 billion if everything vision locked. Uh, major, this might have been the thing that uh, sullied the deal for SBF to Elon, but Michael Grimes says about SBF, major Democratic donor. <laughs> anyway, um, Elon then replies that uh, so long as I, about, you know, talking with uh, SBF or meeting with him, Elon says, so long as I don't have to have a laborious blockchain debate. <laughs> And then, but but again, Elon, Elon this Musk. Is a dub for, this is a big dub for Elon. Right. And then Elon says to Michael Grimes, the last text I've seen to Michael Grimes is, does Sam actually have three billion liquid? I mean, again, credit to Musk here. I hate to say it. But then Michael Grimes says, I think Sam has it. Yes. He actually said up to 10 billion at one point. But in writing, he said up to five. Delightful. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, Matt, though. I have to go. I just found a podcast I'm going to listen to. It's from the Unchained podcast. It's called Sam Bankman-Fried on how to prevent the next terror in 3AC. Here are some of the highlights. Why Sam thinks regulation could have a significant impact on the crypto industry. The impact of the terror collapse. Sam's thoughts on stablecoins and the importance of disclaimers. What the industry could do to prevent high leverage from crypto companies like Three Arrows Capital. Um, what, what Sam thinks about building a centralized entity in decentralized space, what it would take for FTX to move back to the United States. I cannot wait to not listen to this because I just, I'm not going li- to, I can't listen to a sh- fucking crypto podcast. Ironically, I will say this is from Unchained and Laura Shin's good, but didn't she also interview Do Kwan? I, 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 you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Listen, even, Which even is so like, good. yeah, all, all these crypto, know, all man. these crypto outlets, all these crypto outlets, like, listen, credit to them when they like, for example, Coindesk credit to them for, you know, yeah. basically Coindesk fucking uh, helping this. They actually, right, right. but at the end of the day, the problem with so many of them is they still cover, they still spin positive news about the industry when frankly, there's, there's nothing positive about it. I mean, there's 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 no reason to give SBF or Do Kwan or any of these guys time to talk with them about the future of the crypto industry or what trends are happening on the blockchain unless you're going to 
try to nail down some legit numbers and information from them. It's pointless to get these interviews and just talk about these hypothetical visionary, visionary futurist type perspectives. Who cares? These guys are affecting real people right now who have their money that they can't afford to lose invested in their stable coins, their cryptocurrency exchanges, their crypto lending firms. And so, like, frankly, enough with the crap. It's time for these outlets to get serious about covering this shit, honestly. And kudos to Coindesk for doing that here. But it's also a different way of covering technology because previously you really didn't have to do this shit because you just didn't believe that someone would do this. No other industry did this. Like no, like the finance industry did this with Bernie Madoff. And at that point, after making it so that consumers basically didn't have access to credit at anywhere near the rate they ever would and just crushed the millennial generation, the Gen Z generation, giving them no access to wealth generation. Thank you so much, Bear Stearns et al. Other than that, people were like, okay, a startup wouldn't just fucking make up everything, right? Well, okay, so Theranos happened. Okay, well... I, you know, it even goes before that, though. Like, I really feel like the lesson in the, in the tech industry oh, no, was no. learned. Oh, no, no, what I'm getting at, though, back, is right. usually someone wouldn't just take a bunch of money and then use it to speculate. And I don't know, I think people just are like, they were like, well, the number's going up, so it's fine. Like, that's it. Like, I just, it, I've been so, I stopped really, I have like, here and there worked with crypto companies, but I really stopped around 2017 because I just was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I was honestly kind of, I was like, I feel too stupid for this. You all seem to know what's going on. I don't like it. And I could have probably made a good amount of money. Probably a hell of a lot of money, honestly. But it was just like, I was just too confused. I was like, I don't fucking know. You you all seem really excited. I guess it's because you're rich. I don't fucking get it. Why are you giving money to like guys in like Uzbekistan to make a token that can only be sold in Indonesia? Why are you doing that? I think the thing that really broke me was like end of let me beginning of 2018. I had a phone call with a guy who sounded exactly like Donald Trump. He's like, listen to me. You gotta. I'm not even gonna Charlie impression. You gotta like. I'm going to pay you $60,000 a month in our token. And I just was like, no, you're not. He's like, well, I'm like, you're not, though. I'm like, I'll take real money. If you want to give me the token, I just don't believe it'll be worth anything. It's worth 300 bucks. 300 fucking dollars. I don't know where that, that token is just gone now. I'm never going to name it. But it's like... This shit's been corrupt for a while, and no one has had a good explanation other than the DeFi guys who at least have a product of sorts. Well, they have something that approximates, like, and it's just like financial arbitrage. It's just another financial system. It's an abstraction. But the DeFi guys are all like, well, we're the trustworthy ones, so you can see what's actually happening. It's like, kind of, but not really. Unless the DeFi guys found a way to put their bank account on the blockchain... Without the bank account, I can't fully trust you. I don't give a shit if you've got a bazillion USDC. I just can't. The fact it's tokenized means it isn't a dollar. And I think even Elon Musk was scared of that shit. Because notice, he hasn't used it. If he was a big crypto guy, he would have found his crypto and invested it here, right? He would have used it to buy Twitter. He would have brought SBF in. Oh, wait, he brought in fucking Binance. 
Binance had like half a billion dollars. I love that Binance was only the second most dodgy behind the Souths as far as like just dirty money, just covered in blood. I, I think the Binance money, less blood, more other substances, really. More just dirt. But it's just, we're in, I feel like we're in the apex of billionaires who just, just being revealed to have their dick and balls out the entire time. Full scale. Mark Zuckerberg, the metaverse doesn't work. It's a fucking stupid idea. He's lost. He, he's not having fun anymore. He doesn't know. He never enjoyed a single thing. He enjoys more things than Elon Musk. He enjoys getting on a hoverboard with his fucking juicy ass out. He's big. Mark, fucking hell, Mark Zuckerberg's got a dump truck on him. Ooh, well, look at, I would catch look Mark Zuckerberg, but where you going, honey? Ooh. <laughs> You were, you were incredible. The fucking cat Mark Zuckerberg. He, he announced 11,000 people are going to get laid off this week. But because of FTX and Elon Musk with Twitter, 11,000 yeah. layoffs just sweeped under the rug. No one's talking about it. Honestly, you know he waited. You know he was like, the perfect moment will arise. Yes. Activate <laughs> fire them all but actually it seems like he's doing quite well by them he's actually given a decent amount of severance but right, nevertheless right. what i love is the main reason that's happening is the 15 billion dollars you spent on vr stuff and he's not even the dumbest one of the dumb billionaires elon musk is just like oh, i don't understand what's going on elon musk has so much money mark zuckerberg at least has bought like a quarter of hawaii he's a fucking piece of shit but like at least he seems to enjoy something Elon Musk is just like sitting online, like, what? Why are they? Why don't they like this? I don't understand why they are so angry at me. What if I respond with the cry laughing emoji? No, that made it worse. Why is someone <laughs> pretending to be Mr. Bean and offering to lick my asshole? What? That's not Mr. Bean. No, no. Like Elon Musk is just he he is complete he is having no fun he doesn't enjoy anything because if you have a hundred billion dollars you can do anything. There are very few human experiences that you are cut off from with that much money, and a few of them that are like extra human. That's why Jack Dorsey was in like a sweat lodge. He was trying to transcend reality. But Elon Musk, instead of enjoying having billions of dollars, is sitting there on a website he has probably financially ruined himself with. Being just like, imagine this, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, fuck, okay, have a glass of water, you pick up your phone, and you go on the news, and every single article is just, you are a big fat dipshit, you're like, oh, yep, okay, CNN, dipshit runs website, okay, well, well, okay, I'll go check Twitter, and your mentions are just people being like, Elon Musk, you're the biggest dipshit in the world. Every moment of this life, his life is pain, despite him having enough money to experience any joy he'd like. He could be like a pansexual god. You think Sam fucking Bankman Freed had a polycule? Elon Musk could have like a fucking poly universe. Elon Musk could have the single most weird sex, and he could do it anywhere he wants on a plane. Doesn't he have a plane with like a spar on it? Someone was telling me that. And no, he chooses to sit on a forum he purchased where the main subject is how much of a dickhead he is. It is the funniest fucking thing ever. And also, we're finally seeing that Elon Musk is not a great CEO. He's terrible at this. He's not that smart. Sam Bankman-Fried, not that smart. Mark Zuckerberg, smart. Not smart enough. But not emotionally smart. That's for certain. And 
The best thing is, we're not done. I'm sure there's another very stupid idiot here. This could, CZ <laughs> could go down, but I think CZ's smart enough to... He's actually way smart enough to, like, keep out of America. And he probably, CZ probably has a bunch of money saved. He's actually... That's what he don't actually... Putting that aside, that's the thing I don't get with Sam Bankman-Fried. Why would you not just get a bunch of cash? You know, just in case. Just get a... You're worth $24 billion. Get a billion cash. Do we think he doesn't, though? I mean, he's in the Bahamas. No. We don't know exactly. No, no you don't think so? He's going to get fucked. I, like, legitimately fear for that man's life. My man, you live in the Bahamas. You don't think someone's going to fucking 86 you for destroying a financial system? You don't think that someone lost a lot of money because of you? Someone who literally operates in an unregulated financial system couldn't wire some money using the unregulated financial system to have someone put you in a boat and blow it up like a death cult. You don't, you don't think, think he's going to make it look like an accident. You don't think I'm he's going like... dis... to You don't think he's going to disappear like Doquan? I think he's going to disappear like metal in the can. Like, I think he's going to be murdered. Like, he, I, I wish no physical harm on him. I hope he is jailed and made fun of and, made, and put in a small box where he will rot forever. I think it's more likely that, considering he is fucked with an unregulated financial system and made lots of enemies in lots of countries, I think it's more likely he disappears or he ends up killing, killing himself. Like, I think someone's going to kill. Like, I fear for the man's life. He's clearly not smart enough to not do this. And he clearly does not pick particularly good friends. I don't feel sorry for him because he's a fucking scumbag. And he deserves to be put in the fucking jails forever. He deserves to go to, like, one of those. They need to put him in the prison from The Dark Knight Returns where, where Bane lives. The Dark Knight Rises. Right, right. <laughs> But right. Actually, that reminds right. me of a joke I've been doing all day, where it's like uh, Elon Musk is like, "I'm going to burn this website with no advertisers." Very funny. <laughs> Laughed at that all day. I've been having a lot of fun. I am just to be clear. It is Matt. I've nearly called you Sam like eight times as well. My That's brain fine. is completely melted from this week of news. I... I felt myself disassociating last night, just being like, "Yeah, the polycule, the polycule that destroyed ten billion. Sure, just my brain's going." Just completely wilding out. I feel the same like, exact so. way, but literally between FTX, between Elon Musk and Twitter, and then yeah. the midterm elections on Tuesday. It's like I was up six hours streaming that them with other YouTubers in the in, in like leftist politics, and it's like that happened ages ago when it was just a few days ago. It feels like it happened in another lifetime. That's how much has happened this week. I love that the midterms also were like not the lead story. Like the they lead were story the next was... morning, and then and then all this yeah. stuff just it was just just completely avalanched on top of it. I mean, I just think it is so funny though. It's so really, fucking it's... strange. It's just so weird. This has been such a weird fucking year. I mean, look at the timeline of how this went down. You got the late late last week. You got the CoinDesk article and Mike Bergersberg's uh, article drop. Then over the weekend, CZ with the tweet saying, um, "You know, Binance is going to get out of FTT after reading these reports." So he starts selling. We were talking earlier about the others started selling. Six billion taken off FTX within seventy two hours. Then Tuesday comes. 
And Binance announces that they're looking into acquiring FTX in order to save it. Literally less than 24 hours later, Binance comes out and says, well, we looked into it and we cannot do it. There's literally, we cannot, we can't do it. We can't get involved. And then the next day you have, uh, for me, I thought the big, there's probably some other smaller things that happen in between. But for me, the next biggest thing that happens is that coin that support about the department of justice wanting to know what the hell is going on here. And then today, November 11th, you have, you have FTX announcing early in the morning that, listen, we're filing for bankruptcy. And all throughout this week, you have SBF constantly coming out and saying, look, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I screwed up, but here's the facts. We're going to, I'm, I'm in the background, apparently, this whole week, he's calling up investors and trying to raise funds. He's in the Slack, the corporate Slack channel saying, I'm, I'm going to this meeting, talking to these people. I'm trying to raise these funds. Don't, so you know, funny. everything's. Yeah, FTX US is okay. Don't forget, FTX US is okay. FTX US is okay. FTX US is okay. Uh, FTX US not okay. I mean, just that's that's the summarized version of all this, and it's insane. To be clear, a little news just broke about an hour and fifty minutes ago. Miami uh-huh. Heat Arena balks at FTX naming rights, ending nineteen-year deal early. So that is news to be on two fronts. One, the news. Deal. 19 years, huh? <laughs> I'm choking here. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm taking fucking drugs. I feel like I'm going insane. I'm why in hell. Are they, why are they giving these companies 19-year deals? I'm going to hit like, the fucking vapor up again. Like, oh. I know, like I know. Like I bet Staples Center. How long was it Staples Center before it became Crypto.com Arena? Probably a long time. I bet it's some really long deal. Yeah. Well, Staples has been around for freaking decades. They're a company that have established that they've been in business for a while. Hold up. Hold up. Sorry. Uh, just, just catching the end of this sentence. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to read this to you. I really am feeling like the madness set in. <clears throat> FTX was brought to its knees after a liquidity crisis triggered a domino effect, resulting in the entire portfolio of companies, including the U.S. subsidiary FTX U.S. and Alameda Research, its quant trading firm, declaring bankruptcy. The entire portfolio of companies is now reportedly between, in the red between 10 to $50 billion. 50. What? Uh, what? Uh, you know what? You just reminded me of something. Hold on. Let me pull this up. This is this is where it gets. Yeah, this is where it gets weird. Like, it's not a rare. Yeah. I fucking <laughs> right, right. I, I forgot about bringing up this report, and I don't know. We were just talking. Did you know that the Ontario, Ontario, like Ontario, Canada, I assume. I don't know. Uh, Ontario yeah. Teachers Fund, a pension fund for teachers lost $95 million in FTX. What is a teacher's pension fund doing investing in this shit? Like, who is the financial advisors who wrapped them up in this? The idea that you... It was me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But, like, what is going on here? Listen, it's one thing for, like... It's one thing for these degenerate gamblers to be throwing money into crypto. It's another thing for pension funds, for, like, these teachers to be thrown in the mix. Like, what are we doing here? You Would would you put the teacher's pension fund? Would you put it all on black at the roulette in Vegas? No, of course you wouldn't. 
Well, it's a thing, though. So I know what their logic is. Having known financier types, they probably had the same thing that's happened with consumers who got burned during the Super Bowl, which is they felt like this was a big opportunity to make it big, except they did so with fucking pensioners' money. And I just want to read a story from the blog, just a headline here. Um, Alameda promised high returns with no risk in 2018 pitch. So I'm just going to say anyone who invested, if you ever read the words high returns with no pit, no risk, you are talking to a criminal. Now, if the person's like, the way we're going to do this is we're going to steal, trust them because that is the honest truth. That's what they're doing. These loans have no downside. We guarantee full payment, the principal and interest, enforceable under U.S. law and established by all parties. Decades. We're extremely confident. They're extremely confident and guaranteed, not the same thing. The unli- in the unlikely case where we lose more than 2% over a month, we will give all investors the opportunity to recall their funds. So I want to know who invested in Alameda Research because that's not the same as FTX. And I, I also want to pour one out for my boy Frank Shaparo of the block right now because Frank genuinely respect as a journalist and the, i can tell the last week he's been talking about how down he is about this industry respect anyone in this industry who right now who is just like this fucking sucks i'm disappointed you should be this is a time for shame but frank right is really honest about it all and i feel like one right now who is still a crypto champion needs to like really reevaluate what fuck they're doing i understand if someone is like a crypto cryptography person if they're like i'm computers that makes sense <laughs> that to, that to me makes sense because it's like you're doing with math that's sure anyone in cryptocurrency right now i think really needs to reevaluate their job choice if you are touching the actual money i mean the DeFi people are going nowhere obviously but uh, just just adding some good news, by the way, crypto lender Voyager is reopening their bidding process following FTX's bankruptcy. So, but actually, that, that reminds me of a question I have for you, Matt. Why would anyone buy these assets? What was the sale that SPF was making when he was going around being like, I need $5 billion? What the fuck was he offering? Oh, do you want stock in my company that sucks? We didn't even, we didn't even oh, bring the- up... We didn't even bring up the fucking that he was, you know, he he turned into like crypto's bailout king, constantly showing up, swooping in at the last minute to save all these failing crypto companies. And, you know, he 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 goes out there and he's telling I mean, I'm sure this has something big, something to do with it. But his reason for doing so, according to him, was because, you know, he didn't want to piss off regulators and stuff. He wanted to try to cover crypto's tracks. I'm sure there was a lot more to it than that. But I'm sure that played a role, too, because that's also (laughs) why he was buying up all these Democratic and some Republican politicians because he wanted to help write crypto policy. Um, But I mean, you know, this is the the bailout guy who couldn't even score a bailout for himself. I mean, but what with classic bailouts, you have a path to compensation. Like that's the thing that I'm just not getting. Why would he even think someone would bail him out? He he really thought so. He was going around trying to raise funds. Like, but also, why would you buy? Like, also, what do you think his pitch was? Because he's like gone. He's like, okay, so um. I need $5 billion. So Binance refused to do this because they saw the books. Would you like to see the books? They suck. 
They're really bad. Well, he but might I have, need five He might have made the same argument that he was, you know, for thinking in his own head is why he was acquiring these companies. Do it for the good of crypto. Don't, you know, if we collapse, everything's fucked. You're fucked. You're going to lose money. The calculation, I guess, is do we lose more with FTX or without? And I'm assuming a lot of these companies made the calculation that let it fail. But also, probably, I don't think anyone has $5 billion. That That's probably actually... I'm genuinely serious. He's number one, right? No. You're right. This feels like a great time for crypto to prove they were liquid. And guess what? They're not. Like, I just... The real question is whether they are liquid. They're not liquid to the tune of, like, $5 billion would be too much. Or whether it's literally just, like... They've got theirs already and they just don't care about. And to be clear, this is $5 billion, $10 billion, $50 billion. At this point, who knows? And um, of that, I'd reckon at least 20% is real people's money. People who put money in during off of the Super Bowl commercials. People who read Kevin Roos's Late Comers Guide to Crypto. And I just, I really, I want to take a second to talk about Kevin Roos. So I really want to fucking just say this. Kevin, if you're listening to this, and I know you won't, uh, but if this gets to you, you need to fucking apologize to everyone. You need to go out. You're fucking writing about Sam Bankman Freed like you didn't write a 14,000-word thing that was like, yeah, look, look, it's full of crime, but what if it wasn't? You give it a chance. No, no, Kevin, no. This is why. This, this thing is why. The big trusted guy, the, the guy with the weird owl hair that no one could possibly think was a problem, he was the fucking largest, he is the greatest financial criminal other than the banking system. But in all seriousness, he's the biggest fucking criminal of them all. He is a bigger fucking criminal than Bernie Madoff. The only reason that uh, someone tweeted this earlier, the only reason that this hasn't fucked up society more is most money in crypto is fake. Like, that's, <clears throat> that's the God's honest truth. That's the only fucking reason that this hasn't had wide-scale societal problems. Like, uh, this is... Uh, people are saying yeah. this to the Lehman Brothers moment it's definitely no go ahead i'm sorry well the sentence the layman brothers moment but i really just don't know how much money is real i think buckcoin told me it was like he thinks it's like 10 to 15 percent of its real money and that's fine right you're you're making the great point that if if this much was in real actual money you would be seeing the fallout be much greater like you know when when enron collapsed there was a lot of shit went down when, you know, Lehman Brothers. In 2008, people were fucking killing themselves in New York. Right. I don't know how many news stories you had, but I heard a few fucking say, maybe people were just making it up. Don't know whether they would. But there were people in front of us fucking topping themselves. Oh, that means something different. But killing themselves, I mean. means well, yeah, means I... killing themselves in England. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure this is sadly happening here in crypto when the you know when Terra Luna, you know Celsius, Voyager, all these companies. Yeah, but there it's are probably o- people who have killed. Yeah, but like it's obviously. Money but but it's obviously the amount of money that's pumped into this system is not translating to the equivalent number of individuals that would have been suffering losses in any other industry. Something is not adding up here. What it is, I think, is that large amounts of this money were fake, but also I think it was large-scale whales who got fucked here, which is why I think he's in real trouble and he should be hiring lots of armed guards. I would be living in a, I'd be living in a panic room for the rest of my fucking life. 
loaded fucking Remington just sitting there. Like, uh. um, well, if but... you look at if you look at some of his latest media appearances, the dude is like shaking. Like he's 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 clearly something's been weighing on his mind. I'm not going to make anything you know any any speculation beyond that, but it's clear that the dude is not the same guy and something's been going on where he's been getting stressed out or something because I mean, just look at him. I, I remember watching him in, um, at, 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 in like a, a congressional hearing and he looked a little bit better, well put together. And then all of a sudden these past couple of months, maybe a year or so, all of a sudden the guy's like just giving up on like how he looks in appearances. It's very weird. Well, he definitely would. Like, that's the thing. Very basic thing. He's not outrunning anyone. And he should be running. If I was him, I would be I'd be getting marathon ready because you're going to be I would be ready to drop whatever I'm holding and run from someone with a fucking knife at any time. I'd be terrified. People will murder you over two grand, man. Right. Like you, you think that you, you think your ass is free? No, he honestly, I'd be serving myself to jail. I'd be like part of my plea deal is I need to be hidden. Polycule Assemble! Maybe that's where he's no, no, got the Polycule Avengers. Oh my god, they're probably all going to turn on each other. Oh, the deposition. Oh my god, the depositions are going to be so good. I hope they're depositions. Well, you know, Sam, Sam was really into hentai. Like, there's just like weird <laughs> shit that you find out. Sam might be quacking like a dog. Like, we find out about all these proclivities and absolutely no FDX or Alameda stuff. It's just all sex stuff. <laughs> I really didn't want to know. No, I mean, again, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising if they were just it wouldn't be surprising if they were just making these trades on a whim and not paying attention as they're you know as they were. Yeah, I, I and really fucking. think that this was just a bunch of <laughs> sucking and fucking dipshits in the thirties, just being like in and out of each other's holes, destroying a financial system. But because one of them was like a non-threatening kid with weird hair. The media was like, this is great, because that's the thing. Every crypto person has been kind of annoying or kind of threatening. I know Brian Armstrong gives us very strange energy. He reminds me of the G-Man from Half-Life. Very ominous energy around Brian. And then the Winkle bosses are, like I said, identical riverboat twins. They're huge. Very strange. Tim Draper, well, he wears like a Bitcoin tie. I think Gary Vaynerchuk did something with crypto at some point. I was like, no. NFTs for Gary. NFTs for yeah, Gary. Yeah, like a lot of money off of like really shitty drawings. That's one of the more depressing stories. Oh, the, the V-Friends I thing. I hope Gary fucking Vaynerchuk gets washed out by this shit, but he won't. He'll be like, I found the next scab. Oh, he's he's, he's still, the polycule. He's still pumping the V-Friends. They, they're selling they're selling physical like uh, like uh, toys of the V-Friends and like Macy's or some shit. I saw. It's amazing how this how far yeah, the V-Friends no have gone. This universe, right? This is a dark fucking world we live in. Right. The Gary Vaynerchuk is still going. But but that's the that's the crazy thing though. Like how many other just insane fucking losers have we trusted? Like how many more people like this are there? That's my oh. natural question. Because you know he's not the only one. Oh, well you every think single, every single or whatever is okay. You think Bybit? What is Bybit? They're like the third largest exchange now. I ain't heard about them yesterday. Right. I don't know who the fuck they are. They do like four billion or like billions of dollars. Yeah, I'm sure that everything's fine there and that no one else did this. You don't think anyone else did this. I remember fuck that. I remember last no. year I remember last year hearing about uh like really starting to like hear more about KuCoin and I was like, 
Oh, cool. That is a beautiful cat, you, That, by the way, that you just pulled up onto your lap. Mm. Oh, my God. That's the fanciest cat I've ever seen. That's how. Oh. So, yeah, you know, sorry. KuCoin, all of a sudden, I mean, he was hearing more and more about over the past like year or two. And I thought they were like a left field type of crypto exchange. Now, no, God. Now, if if now, you've been sticking your head in the toilet long enough, you knew about KuCoin. <laughs> But now they're as all these things are falling apart. They're now probably one of the biggest. Oh, they've been big for a while. Like KuCoin is like one of the. They've been around a long time. But remember, there are so many exchanges, so much fake volume. We have no real idea how much money is in this industry, and this. We're, if this doesn't do it, I have no idea what's actually going to. But I don't think we're over because think about it. It took when did three AC happen? That happened right within that fall, right after uh, Terra Luna, right? So like, it had or, to have been late like May. Or, so it was about August. Or so August took, when there? July, August. Okay. So it took what? July, August, September, October. We're in November now. So it took about five months for three AC because three AC caused this. By the way, like that's established. The the three A. 3AC was what caused the crunch on them, yada, yada, yada. I'm not explaining it. I've, there's so many things to explain. I'm so, so tired. But the big Another thing day we'll get into that. that. Yeah, right? But a big thing about it is if it took five months for that to shake out and really shit all over, and then everything happened in two seconds. Like, it was such a quick escalation. Yeah, I'm thinking there's more. And here's... I will give you my thing. I don't think Coinbase is crooked. I think Coinbase might be legit because I just think they're boring. I think they went boring because they knew. I think they probably knew about FTX quite a while ago. I refuse to believe no one knew. You don't think that, how'd Sam get all that money? You don't think any of that shit, I don't think anyone like put three and two together and made a polycule. Like, come on. But I think that, the, re the only thing that will reduce crypto to cinders quickly would be if Coinbase was wrapped up in something. But I think you could see Binance stumble if something bad happens. If there is, because all of these situations are caused by levels of margin calls, like basically huge loans. That's what broke 3AC. That's what broke SBF. I refuse to believe no one else has made some bad decisions. And I'm also sure that one cannot unwrite those. Once you're in those loans, you cannot escape. And I think that there has to be a big exchange that falls. And if Binance or Coinbase has any level of like insolvency issues, even if it's a brief issue with withdrawals that last more than like a few days, we could really see another panic. And I'm back in, by the way. Bitcoin never goes below $1,000. I'm getting three. And keep that shit. Throw it out there. Why not? I deserve I deserve pain, but also like, no, like under 100 bucks. Like I want to get in like cheap, cheap. I really do. But that's only because like money seems good. But also it's never going down there again. But I think at some point, cryptocurrency is just going to become not very easy to trade. That's how this dies. It isn't the value drops. It's that it becomes unprofitable to mine, unprofitable to trade. There's no real money in it. And you get a point where just there is no value proposition because you're going to see another exchange fall with all these margin calls. And it's going to be dog shit. It's going to be so bad. I'm so glad my exposure to this is $4.
I have four fucking dollars in Coinbase. Oh, so pull out now! Pull out now! What are you doing, Ed? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would actually cost more in transaction fees to get that out. Because it's like split so. across like... It's entirely coins. Like, there was a point when Coinbase would just give you free money if you trade it, if you like filled in a questionnaire about Gorp coin. Oh, right. The, they had like, like an educational system where like learn about this rando coin and we'll give you some uh, crypto. Yeah. This is what this is what Cardano is. And I'm just like looking through the words. And it's like, uh-huh. It's like that scene in Blade Runner. It's like Cardano, Cardano, ADA, ADA. You're, you're off base. Like, just like fucking every time I really think about this stuff, I start going crazy. I'm going to be honest. This right, has been a hard week. It's been it a hard fight. You know what I mean, right? Like, it's just like every am... new detail makes it weirder. Yeah, it has been it has been like literally probably one of the busiest weeks in quite a while. Uh, Ed, busy. Is the... Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What I'm just saying say? busy is one thing, but it's also just every new detail makes things not just worse, but much weirder like i just like just reading on a random article i could be between 10 and 50 billion what 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 the fuck is going on you bought the naming rights to a stadium you had a super bowl commercial what the fuck are you doing man this is like if bernie madoff was in like the fucking super bowl i just fucking I, i'm just so damn uh, no absolutely ed is there anything you would like to, I mean, I feel like that would be a perfect place to leave it, but is there anything yeah, yeah, else? That's, that's about. All right, perfect. This is, you know, this has been, I couldn't think of a better person to have on to talk about this uh, because, you know, we got into the, the muck of what, what was going on with Burgersburg in the last, you know, the previous episode of Scam Economy. Now to just sit down and shoot the shit about everything that happened with you was just the perfect, like, cherry on top of this yeah. week. The cherry on top of the polycule. Right. Ooh. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Ed Citron, everyone. Ed, mm, yummy. where can people find you online? Please feel free to drop links wherever you want. Go to easy.substack.com. Scroll to the bottom. Find the Ko-Fi thing. Give me $5. Thank you. But no, <laughs> read my newsletter. We just crossed 11,000 subscribers. Um, I am also on at edzitron.com. No, that's not it. It's just at edzitron on Twitter. I am so fucking tired. Just like, I'm not even like physically tired. I'm mentally and emotionally tired from just right. reading, having absolute, what's crazy is I'm all this tired despite having absolutely no stakes in this. This yeah. does not, this burning to the ground doesn't change, but there's something about it that's like the mouth of madness. This is my Cthulhu. Thing. And it's the and I told like, you so too, you know. It's the I told you so as well. Oh yeah, rubbing rubbing people's face in it. No one cares that I was, but I'm like, eh. right, right. Hey, you all know. right. Well, thank you for having me on, Matt. Have a great night and always a pleasure. Looking forward to having you on again real soon. Sounds good, man. And like I said last episode, there will definitely be more on this because this is still unraveling. But until then, and I'll make this short because I'm sure you're all as tired and exhausted as I am after this. Check out patreon.com slash mattbinder where you can become a paying monthly subscriber to this show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash mattbinder. Go to twitch.tv slash mattbinder and follow me there. Also connect your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account where you can give me a free, free for you, 
paid, paid to me, Twitch Prime subscription. Find me on Twitter at Matt Binder. Find Scam Economy on Twitter at Scam Economy. Go to scameconomy.com where you can find all the links to the podcast version of this show. And while you're at your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to leave a review. And with all that said, I will see you all next time in the scam economy. Yeah.